Welcome, everybody, into the first ever episode of 302 Sports Talk what by up, what Average up? Joe's Nation. I am Ben Hatch, alongside today, Jeff Ashcraft and Ty how's, Bergner. How's it going? What's up? Good. How are we all doing today? Good, good. I'm good. Ready to talk good. some sports. Woo. So, as this is the first ever uh, episode of our podcast. Um, Jeff, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, so uh, I'm kind of the oddball of the group. Um, I live in Nampa, Idaho, but all my favorite sports teams are in Los Angeles. I mean, what can you do? Can, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. I'm an LA guy. just don't want to live there. <laughs> change, change where your team's are. No, uh, <laughs> no, I just, I can't root for... Boise State. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to happen. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ty, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell, tell everybody a little bit about you. All right. Well, my name is Ty. I, uh, I live in, um, in Keysville. Keysville, you, you. And, uh, um, and I'm a huge, I'm a huge BYU fan. I am um i am the uh the man the social media man social media manager for fifth quarter for fifth quarter byu and i love doing doing that i love talking sports and yeah all my teams are here i'm a jazz fan um i am a i'm I'm a recovering i'm a recovering denver bronco denver broncos fan (laughs) and so (laughs) yeah at least we gotta win yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, the Jets. <laughs> uh, poor Sam. <laughs> poor Sam. You see him go. What can you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And I am Ben. I am kind of like Jeff. I am away from all of my um, favorite teams. I live in Kansas. I live in Manhattan, Kansas, the little apple as they call it. But most of my teams are in Arizona. I'm a big Arizona Cardinals, Diamondbacks, Phoenix Suns fan, Arizona State, also a big BYU fan. Um, So we are very happy to have you guys with us today. Let's get right into it. Today we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA, specifically about the NBA Finals, some Kyrie Irving comments he made recently, and talk about some NBA Finals predictions for 2021. Next, we're going to get into some college football, make some picks for the week, talk about Pac-12 as they announce their upcoming schedule for the season. And then we're going to jump into some NFL talk, discuss some of the the recent games from the Denver Broncos and the Jets, and talk about um, some of the positive cases that came down in news today. And then we're going to get to our top performer of the week from each of us, make some bold predictions. You guys, you ready? Let's do it. Ready. All right. So the NBA Finals. We have the Heat and the Lakers. Uh, we've already gone through two games. Lake show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, game one, 
I was pretty excited for this series, but um, game one, LA came out and won. It didn't look really close. Bam Adebayo had some injuries, and um, Goran Dragic went out with some injuries in that game. So game one, yeah. blowout. Game two, Miami was short, a few players, another blowout. What do you guys think? Well, honestly, to start the series, I thought, okay, Miami, you've got that whole Pat Riley, LeBron dynamic going on. Um, I thought it'd be a little bit more competitive. I picked the Lakers in six. I thought for sure maybe after game two, we would be looking 1-1 in the series. But L.A. came out and just threw a haymaker in the beginning. Uh, Miami loses their all-star, Bam Adebayo and um, probably their top point guard in Dragic, your boy Dragic, Ben. Um, and then game two, just kind of uh, watching that one, it looked like um, the Lakers were kind of passive, honestly. Like they didn't even look like they were trying too hard. They consistently had a 10-point, 12-point lead. Miami would cut it down to six. Then it'd go back up to 10, 12 and they ended up just closing it out in the end. Miami didn't look like they had anything in them left. Uh, so, I don't know. My original prediction was six. I'm thinking this – you might need to get the brooms out for this one because it's probably going to be a sweep. What do you, you think, to, Ty? As, as much as I, as I hate to, uh, to agree, agree with you, I – yeah, like I, I do because I – I, I'm not a Lakers fan, but I, I was hoping for, <laughs> for a for a for a more competitive series. I, I was hoping that the Heat could um, could give could give the Lakers um, a real cha- challenge. But I still think that they have that they have the guns to do it. Though they don't. I mean, they like um, with all the with all the injuries that they had in the fir- first game, yep. and even even without without the in- the. The injuries, they just don't have the they just don't have the um, the guns to do it though. I don't I don't think I think ultimately the Lakers were were, were going to win it and win it and win it pretty easily, I think. So, but that's uh, all right. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way even before Game One started. Up, my prediction was Lakers in five. I just didn't feel like Miami had the size to compete with. Um, I mean, especially Anthony Davis, but then you yeah. had Dwight Howard and JaVel McGee. JaVel McGee hasn't really played much the last couple rounds of the, of the playoffs for the Lakers, but, but Dwight Dwight's Howard been and, playing strong. Yeah. yeah, and when you have those two guys, Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis in there, I just don't feel like there's many teams that can, can compete with that height. And so I just felt like the Lakers are going to run with it, especially with the injuries to Miami. I just feel like... I think it's heading towards a sweep. We'll see. I think um, I think Jimmy Butler's hungry. I think, if I remember, this is his first finals appearance. Yep, first finals. So I know he's going to give it his all, but, yeah. I Does just he think have like, enough? Yeah. So, question. I know I remember at the beginning of the season, before the season started, we talked predictions. We were texting about this. I don't know if any of you guys remember this one. Not really. 
<laughs> you do, Ty? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I remember really. what Ty said. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking because uh, who did the, the Jazz picked up? Uh, who did they pick up? They picked up Conley. Uh, Conley. And then Bogdanovich, right? Bogdanovich. That's right. You remember what your predictions were for the Western Conference? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I have, I have a... Uh, <laughs> I have a um I have I have an excuse for that because because Boyan oh, okay, was, okay, was injured he was out for the whole time okay okay and so we we were missing guys and so yeah I seem to recall <laughs> hashtag fake show in Ty's words I knew that, that they would finish fourth or fifth. In the Western Conference, <laughs> and it would be, I think you said Clippers one, Jazz two. Yeah, I did say that. <laughs> so, so what do you have to say for yourself now, Ty? Uh, well, <laughs> this is embar- embarrassing, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi let me down. Um, I yep. have my, uh, my, my take on that. I think he should have just stayed in the North. I think it would have been would have been better for him. I think he had a good thing going there, and the team really rallied around, really rallied around around him there. And it I mean, so LA, if Kawhi, yeah. if Kawhi stays in Toronto, are you you think Toronto's in the finals right now against the Lakers? I think, or so. is it totally different? I think so. I, I think if Kawhi stays okay. there, I think that they stay, or or, or that they go there. Um, I think that, that, that they probably would have needed to add like one more piece, but I think that they would have done that had had he stayed. I think they would they would have been able to work out. Um, I don't know how or I don't know who they would have added, but I think they they could have been able to add a add another piece in there along with him. So add another piece with him, yeah. And Toronto, they looked actually pretty strong this year yeah. without yeah, Kawhi Leonard. So Siakam is really developing into a really really good player. Uh, I, sorry, 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 sorry about that, Jeff. Where, where are you saying? Oh no, go ahead. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, yeah, like, I I'm really exci- excited about about uh about Pascal. I think that he's going to be really really good, and he's one of the the future stars in the league. I just hope that they can b- build around around him there, um, because the history of sports there. You know, and 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 in the north, they 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 usually always uh, they tra- trade away like their best play, players a lot of the time. So, it doesn't really bode bode well for them. But I I hope that they can keep keep them around and add some some guys around them and build and build some something good good there. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to some comments made by Kyrie Irving recently. Kyrie Irving, I think we all would agree, is an interesting dude. Flat <laughs> <Yeah>. earther. <laughs> but, yeah. So, you know, he, he started in Cleveland. LeBron joins him in Cleveland. They win a championship. All of a sudden, Kyrie Irving wants out, goes to Boston. Kind of works out, kind of. And then ends up... <laughs> with the Nets, um, who last year, a year ago, added Kevin Durant, who didn't play due to injury this season. And now they have a great head coach, my boy, Steve Nash, 
But Kyrie Irving recently kind of threw some shade towards LeBron. He said that it will be nice. This is this is kind of paraphrasing. He said it will be nice to have someone else on the team that he can give the ball to in the closing minutes of the game to make a game-winning shot. Referring to Kevin Durant. Jeff, I'll start with you. You're a big LeBron <laughs> guy. Do you think Kyrie Irving was throwing shade at LeBron? Clearly, he is throwing shade at LeBron. I mean, you look at it. Kyrie idolized Kobe growing up. He idolized the Lakers. He idolized all that. And now you've got LeBron, who's carrying on Kobe's torch in L.A. He's got all the fandom from the Lakers. He's taken them to the finals. And I think Kyrie's jealous. I mean, why say that now? On the, I mean, why even bring that up? And later, you know, he comes up and he kind of backtracks a little bit on his, what was his, Instagram or Twitter and said, why are you trying to pit brother against brother? If I would have, if, if I'm going to say something about somebody, I'll say their name. But everybody, when we heard that comment, we thought LeBron first. I mean, clearly he's, he's saying that, oh, LeBron couldn't make that clutch shot where Kyrie could. I'm not disagreeing with him, but I'm like the timing of it all. It seems a little shady to me. Yeah. I mean, Ty, one of the comments that Kyrie Irving said was, um, is that Kevin Durant is, it seemed like he was saying he kind of preferred that Kevin Durant take the final shot. Kevin Durant would be more clutch, um, but also saying that he himself wouldn't mind taking the final shots too. He has the confidence he can make the final shots. Who do you think – who would you give the ball to in the final seconds of a game needing a game-winning shot? Kyrie, Kevin Durant, or for the sake of it, let's throw LeBron in. Which of those three? And that's hard. That's, uh, that's three of, like the, uh, three of the best players of, of our gen- generation at, uh, at least. Totally. I would say, even though again it hurts me to say 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 and to say 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 this, but uh, but I I have to give I I'd give the ball to the king, LeBron. So <laughs> um, I, I just think that he he's he's very clutch and and like he he knows like what to do and he's been in spots like that before. I mean, and so so have the other two, but I but I mean, I don't know. There's something about. About LeBron, like when he um, when he when he gets into his I mean, into his game, like he, you know, like he just he he can't be stopped, and so I think that I would give it to him for sure. But yeah, see, I think I think out of those three, I would choose Kevin Durant. I just I'm not sure why exactly, but I feel like he won his length. He's he's taller. His arms are longer. He can he can shoot over defenders. He has the ability to go by defenders. Um, to me, I'd give it to Kevin Durant. But yeah, like Ty said, each of those guys are are uh, some of the best players of our generation. I think so, if I can say something real quick, I uh, before we wrap this up, I agree with Ty in one sense with 
the game on the line. I want the ball in LeBron's hands. I'm not necessarily saying for him to take the final shot, but to make the play. Yeah. To either yeah, find probably. the open guy to make the shot or vice versa. The guy taking the shot, I'd probably want Kyrie or KD, but just throwing that out there. Good point. That's a good point. Good point. All right, so Lakers are right now looking like they'll sweep this year's finals. All right, we're going to go and make some NBA finals for the 2021 season. These are way too early predictions to make. <laughs> Who knows what the the state of the NBA will be next season with the coronavirus, but from how it is right now, Ty, let's start with you. Who are your predictions to make and win next year's NBA Finals? Well, this is hard because my heart is saying the Jazz and the Raps, my two favorite, <laughs> <laughs> my, two favorite my two favorite teams in the whole world. We all know that's not going to happen. So um, I'd probably say that the Lakers again. I think that that Anthony Davis will stay, um, will stay in the in I mean L.A. and uh, LeBron will have his guys there like he always does. Um, from the East, the East is really hard to predict right now, but I really, really like the Doc Rivers to uh, uh, the Philly move. So oh, I could yeah. see, um, I could see the on the on the Sixers making a making a run. So that's my prediction: is the Sixers and LA, the LA Lakers. All right, we're gonna have to make notes of these so we can come back in a year and and check them. I want some bets laid down. So, Tiger, <laughs> Lakers and Sixers. Yep. Jeff. And I'm going to go similar to you, Ty. I'm going to take the Lake Show, my Lakers, and LeBron making it to the finals. But I think his counterpart from Cleveland, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, oh, and the net. they're going to click instantly. And it's going to be East Coast versus West Coast, Nets versus Lakers. That'd be interesting. But I'm still taking the Lakers to win it all. Interesting. Jeff, you kind of steal my thunder here. <laughs> I, I think He's right that Steve Nash higher. <laughs> yeah, I, my guy, Steve Nash, is now the coach of the Nets. Kyrie Irving has had a lot of injury history. Kevin Durant has had some injury history. If both of those guys are able to stay healthy, I don't think they're the clear cuts to make the finals, but I think they're in pretty good position. Um, and I would love for my guy, Steve Nash, to finally get a ring. Definitely deserved at least one ring when he was in Phoenix. Um, that is not my opinion. That is a fact. But... I don't know. Maybe. We'll get to that one later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like Boston's going to do a big move over the offseason. I have no idea kind of what to expect, but they seem to be really pushing towards their chances at a championship. I expect they'll make a move and make uh, get a big piece. I kind of agree with Ty, though. Toronto looks really good. Mm. It'll be interesting to see what their offseason is like with um, 
with Fred Van Fleet becoming a free agent. Oh, right. A lot of people are going to be asking for his services and wanting to lure him out of Toronto. But right now I'd have to go Lakers and Nets. And I'm going to pick Nets. Oh, pick Nets. oh, how many games? That's, that's a hot take, Ben. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go seven. Let's go seven. seven. Wow. Okay. They're going to need all seven to get it. let's jump into some college football boys um i don't know if you guys heard but larry scott the commissioner of the conference of champions best conference in the country pac-12 very underrated he proposed an eight game playoff format for just this year what do you think about that, Mr. Ty? I love it because I would love to. I I love to see that it gives us more. Of, it would give teams like UCF or um, I'm trying to think of of, of other teams that have uh, that have that have uh, that have busted into the to the on the New Year's Six. It would give teams like like them a a chance to to be able to really um, give them a a shot at, at, at winning at all like I even though I I love like the four 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 team um like the way way it is um it's just it's always the on the same teams every year you, you can always count count on Oklahoma or Clemson or Ohio State Bama, Alabama LSU, or LSU oh, yeah. every single single year and it, it'd be nice to have those teams along with some other some on some other teams because as we all know like if you get hot at the right time like anything could yeah or sc i like to see my coog get a <laughs> get a shot, shot at they say undefeated defeated this year yeah <laughs> have a byu usc college football matchup oh yeah i love that <laughs> that could be fun little revenge game for the trojans yeah, <laughs> a little revenge. <laughs> what do you think about that, Ben? My first of all, I love the idea of an eight-game playoff. I think sooner or later it's going to happen. Um, I think Larry Scott and the Pac-12 were kind of the wrong people to make this suggestion especially with Larry Scott and the Pac-12 not looking like they're even close to competing in the four-team playoff. They haven't made it in the in the four-team playoffs yet. I think other than maybe Oregon, maybe the first year. But, I mean, the Pac-12 just doesn't look good right now. Um, I think the suggestion, if it, if it had been made by an SEC team, maybe an ACC or Big Ten uh, conference I think maybe it could have been implemented as an eight game playoff this year but what are you saying we don't hold weight uh, just, <laughs> I mean there's been there's been some good Pac-12 teams last few years but I think I don't feel like the playoff committee has gotten it wrong and not choosing a Pac-12 team the last couple of years um I don't know what they can do to get in the four-team playoffs other than um, – I mean, this year it's going to be really difficult. I know we'll talk about that in a minute. 
as far as the upcoming Pac-12 schedule, but yeah, I just don't see. I'd I'd love to see it, but I think Ron Conference making the suggestion. I think so too. So, who would you be your picks for the college football playoffs? Say, okay, let's go with your your realistic picks because we're only have four teams, and then. In your ideal world, we have eight teams. Who you got? I would say Clemson for sure. Ohio State, who hasn't played yet this year, but is always right there with it. Bama. I'm kind of thinking maybe Florida has the chance to win the SEC this year. I can see that. Um, so I think they would be in it. I think Mississippi State could be part of an eight-team eight, uh, playoff. I also see Notre Dame. I feel like maybe Notre Dame has the, has the um, strength of schedule playing the ACC this year sure. to make it into the playoffs. Um, and then let's go with UCF and BYU. I think those teams could run the table and be the final two for the eight-team playoff if it were this year. I love that. Okay. <laughs> uh, so my picks for the regular four, it's got to be Clemson, and Ohio State, Alabama, and probably and probably Florida. I'm watching their their game kind of on the side right 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 now with the, uh, um, and they're up big right now. So, um, and if I, if it were eight, I I definitely would add, um probably UCF and and my Cougs if they go undefeated. Um, and we'd, you'd have to have a Pac-12 team in there. So I mean, probably have Oklahoma and, or, and, and, and Oregon and maybe USC if they ran the table. Yeah. <laughs> Fight on, Ty. Fight on. Fight on. Love to hear that. Um, for my four team picks, I think I'm kind of on board with you guys. You have to go to Clemson, Alabama. Um, they're probably going to be in the national championship too. Let's be real. So Clemson, Alabama, Ohio state, that fourth team's kind of a wild card. Thank goodness. Oklahoma lost their first game. Yeah. So hopefully that will count them out this year. So we don't have to see another Oklahoma blowout. I could see maybe a, a one-loss Notre Dame sneaking into that fourth spot or, like you say, maybe a Florida um, could sneak in. Um, as far as my eight-team selections go, um, man, that's a tough one. You probably have half the field from the SEC. Let's be real. True. And that's just how it's going to go. <laughs> yep. uh, Bama, Florida. Um, Clemson, um, like Ben said, maybe a Mississippi State sneaks in with their the way they've looked. I mean, upsetting LSU that first week. Um, I think you have to take a team from the Big 12, maybe a Texas, um, then a Pac 12 team. Just because I'm a homer, I'm gonna go USC with that one. <laughs> we'll talk about their cakewalk of a schedule. So and then um, 
a UCF, a BYU, a Boise State. I don't know if Boise State would have enough of a schedule to sneak in. That's the hard part for them. Um, and then maybe an Notre Dame. Cool. Very good. I like it. Uh, like it. So what are what are everybody's thoughts on the new uh, the new Pac-12 uh, eight eight games schedule that came out this morning? USC's making the playoff. They're running the table, and they're <laughs> making are, the playoff. You're going to say, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for that one all morning. <laughs> let me just let me just run through you. Uh, give you uh, USC's schedule here, real quick. They've got Arizona State at home for their opener. That'll probably be a tough game, but I still see them coming out with a W. Jaden Daniels, maybe still a little too young, a little too inexperienced. It'll be okay. close, but I, I think they get okay. the W there. At Arizona, Kwok. At Utah, will be a little tougher, but they've got a young team too. W. Colorado at home, W. Washington State, they just lost their head coach, Mike Leach, W. At UCLA, this is Chip Kelly's last year. He's done. There's another W. So now they're undefeated. They're going to the college – or hold on, hold on. Pac-12 championship game. And they'll probably face an Oregon who has an inexperienced quarterback. Um, they have a tough defense, but USC has a really strong offense to match that. So I don't know. I like USC's chances to maybe run the table with their, I mean, pretty simple, easy schedule this year. Yeah, it does set yeah, up really, I, really nicely for them. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, Ben. Okay. Go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, like, it does set up like, really nicely for them. Um, uh, like, but I, uh, like, I, like, as much as, like, Washington State, like, I want to think that they're not going to be good this year. Like, don't, don't count out um, their new coach, Nick, um, it's Nick Rol- Rolovich from, he was, he, his last stop was at, was on the islands. So he's at Hawaii, and he installed the uh, the run and shoot, which is really similar to mm-hmm. the uh, um, to the um, the air raid. And so, I mean, and like and since Leech, since Leach was there the last time, they'll be able to uh, like I think that that should be a, a really easy um, switch. So like that that could be interesting. That's something that I um, that I want to watch this on this year and the in the Pac-12 Pac, Pac is to see how Washington State, State does. But, but you're right. Like, they, that, like, that should be an easy win for USC, though. Yeah. They could be a wild card this year, Washington yeah. State. They, they seem to be almost every year. We always pick against them, and then they rise up and seem to do some crazy things. True. Ben? I'm, I'm just not sure how many really good Pac-12 teams there are. I think probably USC is definitely the clear cut, but I mean, there's good points about Washington state um, that Ty just made. I just don't know if they could learn the system really quickly, especially with a shortened off season. Um, But yeah, Oregon, they're kind of restarting after Justin Herbert left for the NFL. Um, Arizona State, even though they're one of my teams, I kind of feel like they're not quite 
at the level of competing for a Pac-12 championship. Um, and I haven't really looked at the schedule a whole lot, but I think USC is definitely the favorite. And maybe a team like Utah, maybe a Washington, Washington State, Oregon as kind of the next tier underneath them kind of competing for the kind of two, three, and four spots in the conference. Just as a side note, Arizona State, you've got at USC, Cal at home, at Colorado, Utah at home, UCLA at home, and at Arizona. So could be I a, feel like that's a pretty easy schedule. There's not a lot of tough teams on that schedule just, other than USC. Just the first one. Just yeah, the first. USC. <laughs> and um, and U- Utah's a good team, too. They're consistently playing at a high level. They're consistently in the rankings. But they always um, str- struggle, like, whenever they go down there to, to play at to play in the desert for, for some reason. They, yeah. They're, they're yeah. always str- struggle. Well, we'll see. We shall see. Um, we talked a, bit, a little bit about how strange this year is going to be, you know, with COVID and everything going on. What do you think would warrant a team getting in to the college football playoffs? Like, what what does a team have to do for you to make it? Because, obviously, you've got the conferences playing themselves. Nobody's going outside of the conference other than, you know, maybe a BYU. But how do you judge that? How do you, how do you make the rankings? What, what criteria do you need to, to make that? I'd say that you have to. I mean, it, uh, um, um, that you um, that you have to go undefeated, and if not, if not undefeated, then um, then winning all your all your games in in a, in a really impressive way, like blowing out all your opponents. And if you don't go undefeated, then then have your have your other opponent be doing really well, or you get a second chance, like to beat them again, like in the conference championship. And so. That's that's what I'd say anyway. Yeah, it's going to be tough, kind of like Jeff said. There's a lot of conferences that are only playing within their own conference. You're not going to be able to really tell which Pac-12 teams playing Big 12 teams, you know, which conference is really better. Um, You know, even the higher-tier teams in in their each conference versus the lower-tier teams in each conference. So I think really the strength of schedule aspect is going to come from within your own conference. I mean, it's easy to look at at the SEC. Mississippi State's looking good. Bama's looking good. Florida, LSU, a lot of people are expecting to be right back in it this year. Um, Those four and their games against each other and then the SEC championship are going to make, um, kind of define that conference, I feel like. You know, Clemson and Notre Dame. Notre Dame's playing in the ACC conference this year. I feel like, you know, when they match up, if it's close and both teams have looked really good, maybe both teams make it into the playoff. Um, But, yeah, I feel like it's kind of strength of schedule, I think, in your own conference. If, If USC looks like the best team, but they're blowing every other team out in their conference because the rest of the conference is not that great. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd really have to blow them out in order to look that good, I feel like. So it's going to be tough. 
they'd have to look really impressive. And I think the only path, if there even is a path for USC to make the college football playoff, is if they blow out all the teams they play, Oregon blows out all the teams they play, and they meet very highly ranked undefeated in the Pac-12 championship, then maybe one of those two teams might sneak in, but that's still a big if. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Especially since well, even, the SEC started like a month before, too. Like they they've had they've had like by by that point they'll they'll have had a lot more more time to play in front front of the in front of the committee. Yep. And so it'll be hard. It'll be that much harder for Pac-12 teams. Plus, larger sample size. Yeah. The SEC plays ten games, but the Pac-12 plays seven. You know, it's just a smaller sample size. You you might not be able to feel really confident in a Pac-12 team's strength just based off of seven games when um, SEC's playing 10. True. Which is why I go back to my argument. We need an eight-team college football playoff. We Mm -hmm. need it. So then we can actually see how it would pan out on the field. We could give, you know, an undefeated Oregon or an undefeated USC or an undefeated BYU – or maybe a one-loss Notre Dame, give them a chance at the big dogs. But not this year. Um, We wanted to talk a little bit about uh, maybe a non-Power 5 team, what their chances are making the playoffs. I know you guys are both avid BYU fans, and looking at their schedule, it looks like they could run the table for sure. Is there even a chance? As much as I want to say yes, there's um, there's not. There's um, if if an undefeated uh, UCF team they went undefeated two years in a row and they didn't get in, and so if and like yes, like I think that I think I, I think that we have a lot of hype right now. Like that BYU has a lot of hype, not 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 only within the state like but but in the national uh, national realm as well. I, I think that. Um, I think that that's great, but I just don't think it's enough for us to get in as much as I love it, but I don't think, I don't think, I think they will. What about you, Ben? I'm right there with you. Um, you know, the best team that I feel like has a shot is probably UF, UCF. Um, Cincinnati is ranked 15 right now. They haven't played a game yet. They're playing today. Um, but they're ranked 15, so if they were able to run the table and look really good, maybe them. But I, I don't think this year with the 14 playoff, I think it's going to come from mainly the ACC, SEC, and Big Ten. Well, I look at it like the only chance one of those teams has making it. Obviously, they have to run the table. They have to look impressive doing it. But I think you have to see – a conference like the SEC or the ACC basically beat each other up, cannibalize, you know. You need to see an Alabama beat a Florida, then see a Florida beat an LSU, then see an LSU beat an L, you know, have multiple losses from those big tier teams, which we haven't seen in a long time. So I'm with you guys. I highly doubt it's going to happen this year. Um. I think it will one day, but it may it, it'll take 
like 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 we were saying, going going to a onto it to an eight team play play playoff. Yeah. So yeah. And part of my my thinking is the Big Twelve hasn't had a lot of success in the playoffs. The Pac twelve hasn't made it to the playoffs in the last couple of years. Yep. Why would the playoff committee choose a team like UCF if USC looks really good? You know, I think there's the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve that haven't um, that aren't really being talked about as much and haven't been in the playoffs. Underperforming a little bit. Yeah, they're underperforming, and so. I think naturally the playoff committee would choose a Big 12 or a Pac-12 team ahead of a UCF team or a BYU or a Cincinnati. Agreed. Ahead of the sisters of the poor. (laughs) 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 Not my words. Um, The Bo Diddley tax of the world. Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Well, let's do a little uh, college football pick real quick, uh, run through some of the primetime games. Not obviously today. We've got games going on currently, but for next Saturday. Uh, first, we've got the number three Florida Gators heading over to the Texas A&M Aggies turf. Um, they are the number 13 ranked team in the nation. Let's start with you, Ben. I, I think Gators, I think I have not really watched – much of their games this year. I do feel like Florida might have a chance to be very, very legit this year. I feel like Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M really, it's not the same as when um, he was at Florida State. I just don't think they're going to be strong enough. I'm picking Florida. Ty? I agree. Chomp, chomp, chomp. I think that the Gators are there. Like I've, I've been watching a little bit of their game, um, and they look they look really really good. And yeah, I just like Ben said that Texas A, Texas A and M just hasn't been able to seem to get it together. Um, they like they have a lot of hype every single year because because Fisher is there, but he really honestly hasn't been able to get it together there for whatever reason. You think he would, making how much money he is and. But uh, <laughs> but I don't uh, I don't I just don't see him getting it together this on this year and like I think in, in a regular year I would be really intrigued by this by this um, by this game because I think that Kyle Field is a really really tough tough place to play but totally. but not right now when nobody's there so nope. I'm with you guys. I think uh, the Gators are going to win, and I think they're actually going to win big. Um, I'm looking at that quarterback from Florida. I'm thinking he's going to be a future top 10 NFL draft pick, Trask. I watched that Old Miss game. Their defense was mediocre, but he was impressive. He makes all the throws. Um, Moving on. We've got the number 21 Tennessee Volunteers taking on the number four Georgia Bulldogs and my former USC starting quarterback, JT Daniels. Ben? I like Georgia. Um, I don't know. I think they've just been a really fun team to watch. They've got Kirby Smart, who used to be a, an assistant coach in, at Bama. Um, I think he's got a lot of 
good experience, got a, got a lot of good leadership qualities. I just think the dogs are going to be too much. Sorry. Um, I'm bat battling with this one, but I'm going to go with the upset here. I got to go with the vault. Um, just because the vault, um, and the Vols have uh, they're they're on a they're on a I think I don't know like a six game six or seven game winning streak right now and they're looking pretty dang 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 good heading into this game. Um, and Georgia like their defense is really is is really good and they're uh, and they have a lot of athletes on on their team but their offense is really bad and I, I'm interested, I'm interested to see <laughs> how the USC guy comes into the SEC and does but yeah their yeah. offense did not look good against Arkansas last this last week so I'm, I'm really interested to see how they do yep and obviously last week JT Daniels um, was not cleared to play uh, this week he will be um, as they take on the Auburn Tigers I'm going to roll with Georgia. I'm going to stick with my boy JT. Um, he looked impressive his first half last year as USC starting quarterback when they were taking on, I know, the lowly Fresno State Bulldogs. Um, but I think Georgia's going to win. I'd give it maybe a 14, 20-point win. Uh, they should be able to win easy there. Uh, next, we've got the Red River rivalry, Texas, uh, the number nine Texas uh, Longhorns taking on Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Sooners, who are coming off of a loss last week to, was it Iowa State? Yeah. Kansas State. Kansas State. Kansas State. Oh, how could I forget? Ben, my, lo my local boys. Your local boys. Talk to me about that, Ben. I... This one, I feel like I could go either way. Texas came back from Texas Tech um, last week. Uh, miraculous come behind victory in the final minutes of the game. And then high the scoring overtime. game. Very high scoring game. I think this is going to be the same way. Both teams are just going to run up the offense. I, I'm leaning towards Oklahoma, but I think it's going to be close. I don't know. I'm feeling the same same way as as Ben. I'm kind of going back and forth. I think it, it could go either way, especially just because it's the Red River rivalry, and they seem to it seems to go like it, it could go either way any year. Like it doesn't matter how how good either team is. But I think I gotta go with the Horns. I, I think that Sam Ellinger has looked really really good. Um, that he brought his team back from being down this last week at Texas Tech. And I think he's a really good, he's a really good quarter quarterback and a great leader. And I just, I, I think that, that that alone gets, gets Texas the win. I'm actually going to go the other way. I'm going to take Oklahoma in this one in a close game. I looked at Texas's defense against Texas Tech and they were awful. They have a brand new defensive coordinator. And obviously with the shortened uh, season, they haven't really had a lot of chance or time to, to implement his new defense. But I think Oklahoma, um, with their quarterback, um, they're coming off of a loss recently, and I think they're going to be motivated to take down Texas. It usually seems to be the underdog 
who rises up and, and takes the Red River rivalry. So true. Um, next, we've got your boys. Uh, BYU is going to be taking on UTSA. BYU ranked number 22. They seem to be rolling against all their opponents. Uh, ben, who you got? The Cougars are averaging almost 50 points a game. I think their offense looks really, really good. Um, their defensive line looks really good, too. Tonga is getting a lot of penetration into the quarterback. Um, I just think BYU is way too strong of an opponent this year. I'm picking BYU, and it's not going to be very close. Same. I I predict this this will probably be BYU's biggest blow, blowout of the year. I, <laughs> I, I think BYU puts up at least at least 35. In the, in this. Ooh. Ooh. I, I don't think the Texas Texas uh, Texas San Antonio Texas San on that on that that the Roadrunners they're not all that. That, that, that they're not very very good even though like at this point they're undefeated last I checked they were losing to UAB um but I'm hoping that they win because I would like to see them come in to LES and be undefeated but I just don't think that they're very very good I think that will take care of business and it'll be easy side note does anyone know where UAB UAB even is I don't know Alabama, but <laughs> is it Alabama? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what does UAB even stand for? I think it stands for University of Alabama Birmingham. Okay, okay, okay. I think because they the Cardinals had a wide receiver that they drafted from there, so I kind of followed them. Not really followed them, but I knew a little bit about them because of the receiver they took. Gotcha. Okay. Learn something new every day. Uh, and yes, next UTSA on the is currently lo- losing um, by eight right now to UAB. So. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> Looks like BYU is going to be pretty solid there then. Yeah. Um, Florida State at the number five Notre Dame Irish. <laughs> Notre Dame, I feel like... I feel like they could make the playoffs this year. It'll be really interesting to see Notre Dame and Clemson battle it out in the ACC. Um, I don't really feel like Florida State's all that great of a team this year, so I'm picking Notre Dame. Pretty big. Same. I I have to agree agree with you, Ben. Um, I come from a long line of FSU fans, but I broke the chain there because I do not like FSU (laughs) at all. But (laughs) – but. I've watched a couple of their games this year, and they are not good. They're really bad. They're really, really bad this year. Um, so I think that Notre Dame is going gonna, is gonna to roll, and it won't be close. So Notre Dame, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, oh, <laughs> Florida State is coming, and oh, they're the coming hot, hit. and they are going <laughs> to get the upset. Not that I have – it doesn't have anything to do with me not liking Notre Dame. I mean, nothing <laughs> to do with it. But I think Florida State's going to roll in, and they are going to shock the country. Notre Dame's going to come out flat, and it'll be a close win by Florida State. Um, next up, last game, a big one, 
We've got the Hurricanes of Miami, the number eight team in the nation, taking on the number one Clemson Tigers in Death Valley. I personally feel like Miami might be a little bit overrated. Yeah. I feel like Clemson, I just think Dabo Sweeney might soon be considered the best um, current college football coach. Ooh. Uh, I think he and Saban are, are the top two in college football, and I think they're pretty close. Um, I think Dabo Sweeney always has his team ready to play. I think it's not going to be all that close, and I'm picking Clemson. I, uh, I, I think for a while I was thinking about, about this one. I just, like, I, as much as I, like, I, I think that, I think that, that the Kings have a good team, and, and Derek King has been really impressive over his last few, few games there. But like Ben said, I think they're a little overrated. They're not as good as everyone thinks they are. They played a pretty weak um, they, they they played pre- pretty weak teams thus far. Like they played FSU, and I think they played UAB, and they beat them both pretty pretty strong. Oh yeah, and they played they played Louisville. And Louisville is pretty good, but I um, still I I don't think that they're they're as good as everyone thinks they are. So I think um, I've I've got to take I've I've got to take uh, Dabo and. And his and his mighty tigers in in Death Valley. Go tigers! Go tigers! Go tigers. <laughs> wrong tigers! Wrong tigers! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna agree with you guys on this one. Miami sorts they tend to be kind of the darlings of college football early on. They they get a high ranking, um, and then they show up for a primetime game like this and usually fall flat on their face. I'm going to take Clemson, and I'm going to take them big. I, I, I completely agree. All right, guys, we're on to the NFL, and we're going to talk about the absolute crap show that, that was the Denver Broncos versus the Jets. So, <laughs> what, so what did you guys think of the game, and did you watch it? Get out, Darnold. Get out while you can. (laughs) (laughs) Save your career. (laughs) I didn't watch it. Um, I was trying to – I thought the game was on NBC. So I was trying to find the station, but um, it ended up being on NFL Network. Don't have NFL Network. was like, meh, okay. Don't have to watch this one then. Um, Darn it. <laughs> you know, Denver lost their quarterback for a few weeks. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of a crapshoot right now. But, yeah, what a what a bad game. Yeah, I agree. I didn't watch it either, and I'm a Denver Broncos fan. So, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was at work. I worked nights. And so, like, I, I was checking the score. But I saw that I'm pretty sure that, um, that my guys were up up pretty early but then I think that the Jets started to come back some and I was like oh great the Broncos are going are going are going I'm not going to win a game this year but then they actually they pulled it out at the end with with Brett uh, with uh with Jeff's guy Brett Brett Griffin (laughs) (laughs) no no (laughs) I had to take all that crap at work I had to hear about 
how Brett Rippon, he is the first Boise State quarterback to get a win in the NFL, um, how he could be the future of some franchise, yada, 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 how he outdueled Sam Darnold, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sick of it. I think that Sam Darnold just needs to quit. He needs to opt out for, you know, COVID reasons and then request a trade. Yeah, that's probably the best way to go. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't watch the game. I'm with you guys there. I did see the tweet from LeBron about Darnold's little 50-yard scamper. I don't know if you guys saw that at all. I did not. Oh, he looked like uh, RB1 in that. Uh, he, his O-line broke down. Um, it was free reign for the defense to sack him. He made a couple moves, and then he sprinted all the way to the end zone. So that was pretty sweet. But Ugh. Sorry, I had to move down to my uh, – to my, my, uh, Basement the man cave. The man cave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, after that, um, uh, the Jets haven't been looking good for a long time now. But do you think that Adam Gase should keep his job? What do you think, think Ben? I think it's really hard to judge a coach after one year. Um, I think part of it's, I think there's two things that are big with um, success in the NFL. One is coaching and two is your roster makeup. I do feel like Sam Darnold's going to be a pretty good quarterback. I don't know if he'll be an elite quarterback, but I feel like he is, is a pretty good quarterback. He's got a lot of potential, but obviously there's not a lot of help around him. Um, you know, so I think there probably has to be some responsibility placed on the GM, but as well as the head coach. Um, as my Arizona Cardinals learned from experience a few years ago when they had Steve Wilkes and it just did not work out and they did not look good. Sometimes if you got the wrong coach, you just got to move on and get the right one. You know, if they feel like he's not the right coach, um, even though this is his first season, I think you just got to get rid of him, move on, and find someone different. I think it's time for him to go. I was of the opinion I, – I, agree, I agreed with you, Ben, that if the Jets lost to Denver, that Gase needed to go. Get rid of him, be done. But then I heard his comments about him being rich, him being a millionaire, blah, blah, blah doesn't matter to him and I think he should have to stick it out the rest of the season and have to answer all those uncomfortable questions in post-game interviews after another loss I mean if you fire him now he still gets his money and he gets to go on a paid vacation you know he'll be sitting pretty good yeah (laughs) yeah I'm not I'm not advocating to get rid of him right now but I think at the end of the season if if they still oh no, I agree good. there. I agree if they still there. don't look good, I think after one year, you know, give him a chance to fix some things over the course of the season. But I feel like if he's the wrong guy, gotta get rid of him. Yep. I mean, if uh, 
I mean, if they don't look good, which they won't, I mean, like, I still see see the point in, like, getting rid of them, like, right now, mm-hmm. because the Jets are still going to be the Jets, and they're going to be bad. And so, like, they might as well make Gase just suffer through it for the year and then get rid of him at the end of the year. Because, like, because I, cause I don't know who they would get like, to replace him at this point. They probably just have an interim coach with their, like, their OC or their, or their, their defensive court, court coordinator. And so... Yeah, I just don't see see the point in getting getting rid of him right now, like you guys were were saying. So, um, some news broke today uh, in the NFL with the um, with some with some more positive tests for 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 Corona. Um, as we all know, the Tennessee Titans they had um, they had a breakout on their team. But um, but it came out today that that Cam Newton, as well as members of the Kansas City Chiefs, also have been testing positive. Um, what what do you guys think of that, and how bad could this be for for the NFL this this year? Ben. Um. You know, I think the NBA has worked so well because it's been in a bubble. Um, and obviously they they selected only a few teams, even the 22 at the very beginning teams that could make it to the bubble. And then slowly, little by little, they've narrowed down how many people are in that bubble. Um, the NFL, I think, you know, to start the season that way would be very, very, very difficult. And that's why they didn't start in a bubble. I don't think they will, and I don't think that going into a bubble is right for the NFL, but I feel like they're going to have to deal with some of this kind of stuff because their players are are living at home. They're probably going to the grocery store, things like that. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like the Kansas City Chiefs New England Patriots game is going to happen um, until maybe Monday or Tuesday as of right now. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets pushed back later than that. Um, it stinks, but uh, I I think you're just going to have to roll with it or just cancel the season midway through because it's just going to happen. Well, I kind of look at it like the beginning of the season when we were trying to get, you know, obviously we had the delay and, and the camps were delayed, no preseason. I look at it like, did they not know or expect that something like this was eventually going to happen? You know, weren't there plans in place? Um, Like for the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers, they moved that game to, I think, week seven or something. They adjusted their bye weeks. So I don't think when you have a couple teams pop up with positive tests that there should be panic just yet. I mean, when you start getting like an entire team or when you've got positive tests week after week after week, maybe then you kind of raise an eyebrow and say, okay, what do we do now? (laughs) I'm hoping that this will be, um, you know, delaying the games and moving games, this and that. I'm hoping that that'll cut it off um, and that, Maybe we'll be able to keep going. Man, I would just suck if they canceled the season at this point. 
Yeah. I don't think that they will because just look at the MLB as a as um as kind of the poster child mm. for that. They had like early on in their their this season they had a bunch of po- positive tests like like with the right. Mar- 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 Marlins and the Phillies and the St. Louis Car- Car- Cardinals. Um, they had like a long string of teams that were breaking out with it, and eventually, like they they got it together and they figured out like what worked for them, and and they're 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 going to be able to finish their finish their season this year. So I think that's what the NFL has to do is that they have to to see what is going to work best for them. And I don't know what that is, but I'm just, I just I hope that they can find find that because I think that this is this is such such a good 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 thing for the for all of us. Like we need we need um, the NFL right now, especially us. We need sports. Yeah, especially us. Agreed. So. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it is. It's, it's a little bit early, but. I think it's time to make some Super Bowl picks. Who Ooh. do you guys think is going to be in the, is going to be in the Super Bowl this on this year, and who's going to win it all? And Jeff, we'll we'll start with you on this one. Oh, this is a tough one. I've got my Rams. They're in the NFC West, toughest division in football right now. I know people were talking. What are the odds that all four teams make the playoffs? which has never happened before. Um, I don't think the 49ers are going to make it there uh, with all their injuries that they've sustained. It, it'll probably move them back too far where they won't be able to catch up. Um, my heart tells me that the Rams will make it, but my mind is telling me something totally different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Kansas City um, from the AFC. And then I think you've got the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson has looked amazing. Thank goodness. He is my starting quarterback for fantasy football this year. So I'm killing it for, you know, just want to point that out. (laughs) Um, And then I honestly take Seattle in that matchup. I think both defenses – uh well no that's not true kansas city has a pretty tough defense hold up i'm gonna change my pick right now kansas city kansas city's gonna win i can do that my pick can evolve right as, <laughs> as we go along uh i think kansas city will win it uh they just have the tougher defense seattle has a great offense but their defense has not looked good um so I, i'd take kansas city ben what about you I think Kansas City for sure, um, even though Kansas City, the team is in Kansas City, Missouri. Living in Kansas, everybody here is a Kansas City Chiefs fan. They are big Kansas City Chiefs fans. Um, I've liked Mahomes for a long, long time. I think he's an excellent quarterback. Um, I think they're definitely going to make it to the Super Bowl, and I do think they're going to win against I'm gonna say the Green Bay Packers. Ooh. I think Aaron Rodgers um I think he feels like his time is coming to an end in Green Bay as they're looking to move on by picking a quarterback in last year's draft. I think 
he's going to have a good year. Um, I think Seattle looks very good too. Russell Wilson's killing it. But I'm going to say over the Green Bay Packers. I have to agree with you, Ben. Uh, I am going to go with the, with the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs offense has been has been absolutely like it's been really fun to watch. Like their offense is so good. Like Andy Reid, any better? Yeah, with Andy Reid. Yeah, my guy. That's our guy, Ben. That's our guy. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! How is he your guy? Tell me about this. What's going on? He's a he's a he, he's a grad. He's, he's a BYU grad. Oh, and a member of the church. Just the same. Um, so he's our guy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's been awesome this on, on this year. Like it's been really like I wish he was at he was at the Y. That'd be really awesome. But they lost out on their chance on that in two thousand. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, like I like I agree with with Ben that Green Bay is like really really good this year. Just mainly because of because of Aaron Rodgers, which I was surprised by. Um, I thought that maybe that Green Bay that they had an idea that maybe that he was on the decline and he wasn't going to be as good anymore and that's why they get, they took love in the draft but he's he's been he's been awesome and so I have to go with the Chiefs and the and the and the and the Packers but I'm, I'm going to go with the Chiefs I think the Chiefs are just too too good um their defense is way too good and their offense is I mean, is too is too is too good to or to not win at all so Got to go with those guys. I like it. And then, and we also got some some picks for this week in the NFL. On the first one is the Colts at at the Bears, who have been surprisingly good this year. Who do you got, Jeff? Ah, uh, uh, I got to give a shout out to my coworker Cody Denny, who. Said he was going to listen to our podcast, so this this will be the test if he actually listens. If he get, if he makes it this far, um, <laughs> he's a huge Chicago Bears fan, and as we all know, Mitch Trubisky just got benched last week against the Falcons, and um, no we had the unsurprisingly, yeah, he hasn't been <laughs> playing too hot. Although they're three and zero, I mean, what the heck? How does that happen? Um. Then you've got Nick Foles coming in, and he led him to a comeback win. The Colts have been – I mean, I thought they'd be a lot better with Phillip Rivers. And then they drafted my boy Michael Pittman. Uh, I, I'm going to take the Bears in this one, but it's going to be close. I'd say maybe a last-second field goal. Then I feel like the Bears have been a little bit lucky. Um, I think – like um, Jeff said, Trubisky got benched for Nick Foles. Foles came in and did a pretty good job. Um, I I feel like he's a pretty good quarterback, but I feel like the Colts are gonna win this one this week. I feel like the Chicago Bears, their run looks out or their their luck runs out, and I'm going with the Colts. There you go. I gotta go with the Bears on this one. The Bears defense. The oh, Bears. Bears. The the Bears have been real. Their defense is really good, and now that they've benched um, Mitch, uh, I think that they'll start to get even better this next week. Because I because I think Foles is really good. I think that I mean, he's underrated. I wish he would have gotten more of a chance in Jacksonville, but 
typical Jags and they let him go. But uh, <laughs> but I think that I, I got to go with the Bears, but I, I think it'll be close. Um, and the next game we got is um, the Browns and the boys, the Cowboys. The boys. Who do you got, Ben? I've got the Cowboys. I think the Browns have some good pieces in place. Um, I think I saw something recently that their defensive line has gotten the most penetrations um, to the quarterback this year, but um, I don't know. I'm going with the Cowboys. They look too good. Jeff? I think the penetration has been credit to my boy, Port Augustine. Former former USC (laughs) Trojan. Fight on, everybody. Fight on. Um, Salem Hill Skyhawk. (laughs) Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he was in Salem. Um, But I'm still going with the Cowboys. Um, I think, like you say, the Browns have some nice pieces. The one piece that they don't have is a quarterback. Sorry, Baker Mayfield. You're not the guy. Time to move on from, to somebody else and a head coach. I mean, that helped if they had a head coach too. True. I I don't know. I think I think I'm going to go with the Browns actually. Um, the Browns have looked good the last couple of weeks. Granted, they've um, they played some not very good teams like the like Cincinnati. I forgot what they're at their other game, but it was Cincinnati was one of them, and they um I I. I I think that they're getting better and better every week. And I don't know. I think I got to go with, with the Browns. So, and Ben, this, this next one is for you. It's the, the Arizona Cardinals at the Carolina Panthers. Um, You know, I listened to a sports, um, an Arizona sports station um, it's Arizona Sports, um, 98.7 FM, and they had a reporter of the Carolina Panthers on, and he was talking about how the culture is changing um, at Carolina. Matt Rule has taken over. He's doing a good job. Um, there's a lot of concerns from the Arizona side about their secondary this week, this week. It looks like they're very much likely to be without three of their – they're starting defensive backs, two safeties in a corner. Ouch. Um, Baker's out. There is some concern about DeAndre Hopkins. If he's going to be playing, he hasn't practiced, I think, at all this week. He's questionable with an ankle injury. But um, if history proves itself, Hopkins is going to play as he's only missed a few games throughout his whole career. I'm going to go with Arizona. Kyler Murray had three interceptions last week. I think he may have an inter- have an interception this week, but I think he's going to be responsible for four touchdowns. Arizona's going to win. I like it, Jeff. Arizona, they they are a tricky team this year. Um, I think at the beginning everybody was kind of jumping on the bandwagon, thinking, "Oh, here come the Cardinals. They've got Hopkins. It's looking good." Um, I'm not so sold quite yet on Kyler Murray. Um, that's He's still kind of a to-be-determined for me. I think he could be good, but I also think he could turn out to be, you know, a Robert Griffin III-esque player. Uh, 
But Carolina is without Christian McCaffrey, I believe. Um, they, I mean, they're, they're turning things around. Sounds like with their new head coach, Rule, Matt Rule, right? Um, but I still think Arizona has too many weapons. I'm going to pick the Cardinals in a close one. I've got to go with uh, the Arizona that, um, that DeAndre Hopkins injury could be really, really bad for my, uh, for my fan at fantasy team. He scored like <laughs> my points. So oh. that would be really, really bad. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I've got to go with, uh, with Arizona because I just think that they have too many weapons on, on, on the offense. Drake has been really good for them and mm-hmm. at the running back position. Murray has been really, has been really good. He's had his ups and downs, but I think he's still like he's still young, and I think that he's he's starting to become a a star in the league. So I think I've got to go with with Arizona, and I think it'll be um, it it won't be close. I think that they'll they'll win pretty pretty big actually. Oh wow! All right, the next game is the New York New York Giants at the L.A. Rams. I know Jeff, this one's big big for you um who do you think is big game big game um rams coming off a tough loss last week in buffalo off of a bogus defensive pass interference call with 15 seconds left in the game i think they're going to come in hungry i think they're going to be motivated um daryl henderson has been playing really well um a lot of 10 yard gains i've been noticing um the Rams looked like the Rams of two years ago where they made the Super Bowl. Uh, the Giants don't have Saquon Barkley. Um, they've got Danny Dimes, but they don't have anybody else. I'm taking Rams in a big win this week. I like it, Jet or Ben. As much as I hate to cheer for L.A. teams. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. <laughs> I am going to lean towards the Rams this week. I don't think the Giants – I think they're having some growing pains with Daniel Jones. I think they could be on the uprise, but I think the Rams look too good. I think they'll win. I agree. You can cheer for the Giants, but you'll you'll just be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I got to go with the Rams, too. The Rams have looked really good this year. And like Jeff said, the – the PI on this last week was uh, yeah, it was bad. It was a bad bad call. Bogus. Left. They like they gotta let they gotta let that that one go. But uh, yeah, I gotta go with the Rams because the Giants just aren't good. And so I I I gotta go with the with the Rams on this one. We kind of already talked about the New England and KC game on whether it might or might not happen, but we'll still do some picks for it anyway just in case. Um, ben, who do you think um, is going to win this game? I think Kansas City. It's not going to be close. Pat Mahomes is there for the next 10 years. Sorry, Patrick Mahomes. Did you guys see that his mom? <laughs> <saw> that. <laughs> I did see that. Did you guys see that his mom wanted everyone to uh, stop shortening his name to Pat and just call him Patrick? <laughs> yeah, so just in case his mom listens to our podcast – We'll we'll address it by Patrick Mahomes too. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, he's gonna be there the next ten years. I think there's multiple Super Bowl championships coming. 
Um, I'm really not that big of a fan of Cam Newton. He probably won't play if it happens this game at, or happens this weekend anyway because he's got the coronavirus. Especially because of that, I think um, Kansas City Chiefs big. Jeff? One thing I know about New England is that they still have Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick is one of the best defensive minds in the league. And what New England always does is they take one thing away from you. And I think the Chargers might have exposed um, the Chiefs with being able to get to Patrick Mahomes and put some pressure on him. Um, However, Cam Newton's not playing or most likely won't play. If Cam Newton was playing, I would maybe pick them in a close one. Um, It's a game changer that he's not in. I'm going to take Kansas City. I got to disagree with you a little bit, Ben. I actually really like Cam. I think that he, I, I like his swag. I think he's just he's got a lot of swag to to his game, and I don't know. I I I like that. He's 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 fun to watch. But even with Cam, I don't I don't think that um, that that the Pats um, have have a chance against against Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is just too too good. That offense is just way way too good. And I don't know. I got to go with the with the with the Chiefs big in, in this one. Um, all right, the, uh, the next game we got on our list is the Buffalo Bills at the Las Vegas Raiders, my, my soon-to-be new team. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell me, why is this going to be your new team? I don't know, because, well, they're the closest team to me, and I don't know. Okay, okay. And I, I, I like Gruden actually like he's really entertaining like a lot of people think that he's dumb and they hate listening to him but I like I think he's really entertaining as a coach and in the booth too and so yeah I just like you want a chance to go inside the Roomba no I haven't and I (laughs) I want to I'm dying to go to a game down there so um Ben we'll start we'll we'll start with you. you who do you have winning this game I've got Buffalo um, I think they've found their franchise quarterback. I think they've really upgraded their offense this off season. I think they could be on the rise again, which could be really fun. Um, especially for Buffalo Bills fans, the Bill Mafia or the Bulls, Bills Bill Mafia. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Buffalo this week. Jeff? <sighs> as much, you know, it's funny. I saw. Um, oh, I can't even think of his name right now. Jo- jo- Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. I saw him play here in Boise uh, when he was playing for Wyoming. And I thought, I'm like, dude, this guy sucks. He can't throw the ball <laughs> against Boise State. He's getting <laughs> pounded, blah, blah, blah. So he's been a pretty big surprise for me. I thought my Rams were going to be able to rough him up a little more and get the W there. Um, but at the same time, you've got the Raiders who took out the Saints a couple weeks ago on Monday Night Football. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to take the Raiders in the win, the upset. I like it. Ben? I already gave my pick. 
Oh yeah, you did. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Come on, Ty. Sorry. Are you sure you don't? Are you sure you don't want to change your pick, Ben? Nope. We're giving I, you a chance. I thought. I thought maybe nope. you, had, you had a little bit more to add there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got to go with since I declared the Raiders as my new team. I've got to go with. Oh. But uh. But, I do like Derek Carr, though, I must say. Yeah. I think, I think, um, especially with John Gruden as his coach, I think he could turn into a pretty good quarterback. Um, but, yeah, I'm still sticking with Buffalo. Yeah. I, uh, like, I, um, I met a lot of Bills fans on my mission. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, in, in the great white north, up in Toronto. And I have a lot of respect, like for Bill, for for the Bills, because they've suffered through a lot of really, really bad years. Four straight and, Super Bowl losses. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so, like, I I have mad respect for for Bills fans. I think they're on. They're like that. They have some good times coming, but I think that the Raiders have they have, their defense isn't isn't all that good. So Josh Allen could have a have a field day against them but I still think that um, that, that they defend defend the uh, defend the, on their new their new home in in Las Vegas and I I, I think they they get a clo- close win so all right the last pick we we got is the Monday night game um dun, dun, yeah. dun, dun. <laughs> is Atlanta um at, at Green Bay um Ben we'll start we'll start with you who do you think I don't understand why Atlanta with um Julio Jones and Ridley aren't just like stacking up Super Bowl appearances um I know Matt <laughs> Ryan may not be the best quarterback but when you're Former throwing MVP, to though. Ridley you're throwing to Ridley and Jones, like you should be stacking up Super Bowl appearances, but they are super disappointing team to watch. Um, I don't know what's going on in Atlanta. Maybe they need a new head coach, but I think Green Bay looks really good. We talked a little bit about them earlier with our picks for the Super Bowl. I think Aaron Rodgers is looking good. Their their offense is clicking. I'm going with Green Bay. I don't think it's going to be close. Yeah. I am actually going to take the Falcons. They're wow. going to be up by 18 points, and then they'll realize it's only the end of the third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Packers are going to come back and win. So I'm really taking the Packers in this one. I think the key for Atlanta to win is up on the scoreboard after the third quarter is over, don't change it to the fourth. Leave it at the third <laughs> quarter. Just repeat the third quarter, then maybe they can get the win. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just—it's so weird how 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 Atlanta just finds ways like to lose games. It's just like it's so interesting. Like I don't know how they do it. It's just they like. Well, I know like the saying is grasping grasping victory out of the jaws the jaws of, of 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 defeat but they're doing it they're putting it like in reverse it's grasping defeat out of the jaws of <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so they just always seem to find a way to lose i think it'll be close but i think i i like the, on the pack 
So giving it for Aaron Rodgers. For Aaron Rodgers. And my guy Jamal All right. double check. All right. Let's start wrapping this up with our top performers of the week. Ty, let's start with you. My my top performer came yesterday with my guy Zach. Zach Wilson. I'm at the Y. I think AKA that, Ty Burger. Yeah, AKA me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, Seriously I, though, if you guys have not seen a picture of Zach Wilson next to my guy Ty, they look exactly like each other. It's so crazy. Look it up. <laughs> look it up online. Um, he looked. He was light, lights out yesterday. He was tw- twenty four of twenty six pa- passing. For over 300 yards again, multiple touch, multiple touchdowns in the air and on the ground, he was awesome. Um, I, I wish that we could see him against um, against the original the original teams that we had playing this year, just because I think that um, he would he'd surprise a lot of teams. And yeah, I thought he looked awesome yesterday. My top performer of the week um, was the Tampa Bay Lightning defense. Stanley Cup playoffs, they they really shut down the Dallas Stars offense. I thought the Dallas Stars were just going to shoot up um, and just run up the score against Tampa Bay during the series, during the Stanley Cup finals. But Tampa Bay's defense came in. Um, I, I totaled the shots from Tampa Bay and Dallas through the six games of the series. Tampa Bay had 173 shots on goal to Dallas's 129. So that's about a 44-shot difference. I think that really led them to win the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, And they got to hoist the Lord Stanley Cup trophy, the greatest sports trophy of all time. I see people drinking out of that thing all the time. I'm like, man, what would it be like to pop up with a nice ice-cold Dr. Pepper? (laughs) <laughs> and a drink and a drink out of that bad boy. <laughs> I know, right? I'm going to be in the Tampa Bay area in the next couple Try weeks. I'm it. hoping that they'll have the Stanley Cup uh, trophy on display and I can go be in the presence of the Stanley Cup trophy. Presence of greatness. That would be awesome. Jeff, who have you got for your top performer of the week? I've got uh... – we're going to take it to the NBA finals, of course, um, but not who you think I'm going to pick. I'm actually taking Mr. Playoff Rajon Rondo as my top performer of the week. Man, he good. has been coming up big. He looks like how he was playing with Boston back in 2008 when, when they won the NBA uh, finals. I'm looking at his numbers right now, 26 minutes, 5 of 9, shooting actually 3 of 4 from three-point range. I remember there was a time last year when I was begging him to never shoot a three-point shot again. Like, there were literally teams leaving him wide open, and half the time he'd airball. So he's coming up big. He's putting in some big minutes. Um, uh, Ten assists, four rebounds. Uh, The plus-minus on him, he's plus seven when he's on the court. So I'm going to say my boy, playoff Rajon Rondo. Very nice, very nice. Any bold predict- predictions from you guys this week, Ty? Um, hmm. 
I'm not that, not off the top of my head. I'm trying to think of any bold predictions that I that I've got. But BYU loses. No, that's no, not going <laughs> to happen. It's not this. Not this week, no, but. no. <laughs> yeah, BYU is going to going to take take it to UTSA, and I predict that the Lakers will sweep, just like Jeff said. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. Jeff, bold um, predictions. I don't know how closely you guys follow baseball, but we've got the Dodgers and the Padres squaring off. Um, Five-game series. The Padres literally just had a parade down in San Diego for them advancing for the first time in 22 years. Uh, I thought it was hilarious. Like, there, I saw the video. There were, like, tons of people just lining up, and, and some of the players came out from off the bus and were waving and stuff. But I do think the Padres are the real deal. Um, I'm going to – my bold prediction, which isn't – I mean, maybe it's not that bold of a prediction. But I'm going to take um, – this series is going to go to a game five. And I think it's going to go extra innings. But the Dodgers uh, with Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, I think they will pull it out. See, my bold prediction – is that the Dodgers are going to lose the series to the San Diego Padres. No! Fernando Tatis Jr. has everybody um, just ooing and guying over him. He's looking like the real deal, like an MVP candidate. He's awesome. I think the, Do- or the Dodgers are going to go down and the Padres are going to advance. How many games? Um, I'd have to say five. I, I don't think it's going to be easy at all. I don't think it's going to be easy, but, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they make me nervous. Every time I check the score it's and they're playing, it seems like the Padres are usually winning or, or they just won. So that was the one team I did not want to see. They've got some good pitching, too. They've got some good starting pitchers. It's going to be a showdown, I think. The real question is, is that will they throw – a parade every single time that they advance. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? They advance the first round if they beat the Dodgers. I mean, that's definitely worth throwing a parade. Any True. team that beats the Dodgers, that's impressive. True. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Any final words from either of you guys? Um, just Great. That I'm really proud, proud of my, proud, proud of my Cougs, staying undefeated. They've made it look easy the last few weeks. They're going to continue to make it look easy this next week. I'm excited to see them go, and hopefully we get a shot at at least the New Year's Six. That would be sweet. Uh, I'd I'd take a BYU-USC Rose Bowl or something like that. That'd be pretty dope. Hopefully maybe by then. Hey, if they have fans, if they let fans in by then. Road trip. Road Road trip. No, uh, my final thought would just be great, great episode, great first episode. I feel like we had a lot of good discussions going, and I'm excited to keep this one rolling with with you boys, my boys, my boys. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining our three hundred two sports talk. We are the Average Joe Nation. You can find us on Twitter at three zero two talk. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Go treat yourselves. Teach yourself. Fight on.